Welcome to another edition of the Proclaim Cuba podcast on mission. This show gives people the opportunity to tell the stories related to the mission of Proclaim Cuba, and that is to bring Christ to Cuba and the nations. This show and this ministry is about people and the stories of God working in their life. Stories of faith in action, of inspiration, of connection, of hope despite all obstacles, and stories of the roles they play in the body of Christ. Before we get into the interview today, we just want to mention our Proclaim Cuba annual golf tournament coming up on June 28th at Canyon Creek Country Club in Richardson, Texas. So if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love to have you come out and play a round of golf with us. There's also sponsorship opportunities available. This year, we'll be benefiting the children's programs and the youth programs down in Cuba. There'll be over 4,000 kids this summer from ages 5 to 18 years old in 50 communities. We provide food, transportation, and program materials. It'll be a safe place for them to learn about Christ and to have fun with some of their friends. So come on out and join us. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you there. Hello, I'm your host, Andrew Wishmeyer, one of the team members here at Proclaim Cuba. Our host today is Derek Sowell. Derek is a mission pastor at City Hope Church in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Derek just returned from a trip to Havana for the first time, so we look forward to hearing about all about it. Uh, thank you for being with us today, Derek. Yes, sir. It's good to be with you. Good. Before we dive into us, let's, uh, let's have you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family and your church family. Okay, so I am a pastor, have been in pastoral ministry for at least 27 years as a lead pastor, and now I'm on staff at City Hope Church. A few years back, had a real desire to be more involved in missions. I had promoted missions a lot at our local church that I moved from in Alabama, and anyway, I just had just a strong desire to be more involved and also in the area of discipleship. And so anyway, back in April of last year, our lead pastor, Ben Murray, here at City Hope, reached out to me and said, hey, I want to talk to you about coming and doing outreach in small groups, which to me is missions and discipleship, which was exactly what I felt my heart beating for. And um, so anyway, we stepped out of uh, lead pastor role and took this position here in Texas. Me and my wife, we uh, sold out in Alabama and came to Texas. We are both super excited to be here. I have three children. I have a 32-year-old son and three granddaughters. Of course, daughter-in-law as well. We have a a 26-year-old son, and he is married as well, and a a 21-year-old daughter. All of them except for one son. Uh, My youngest son is here in Texas. The rest of them are in Alabama. So that that makes it uh, sometimes a little more challenging to get to be with family like we like, but we are just so excited to be out here in Texas serving at City Hope Church. City Hope is a wonderful church. It's a young church, and God is really just blessing in some amazing ways. The church is just over three years old and has seen some tremendous growth, and I believe since its beginning has been a supporter of Proclaim Cuba, giving finances to Proclaim Cuba monthly. And one of the reasons I think that Cuba was on Our lead pastor's heart is because of his wife. Her father was a Cuban doctor who came to the United States to get away from, you know, various hardships that they 
endure and have endured for many years in Cuba. And anyway, he came here, married and raised his kids here. And so that's, that's a important thing to our pastor and his wife. And when we came here, one of the things that he had for me was he wanted me to build a missions program here for City Hope. And so I guess technically uh, City Hope's first mission trip was my vision trip to Cuba. And, and so we're excited about hopefully the potential in the not too distant future of taking a team to uh, be, you know, more involved. But Great. anyway, that's a little bit about me and yeah. uh, my family and the church, but it's a wonderful church. It's a church focused on serving and very mission-minded and very generous, has several missions partners that we support. And, Fantastic. Uh, and he's also challenged me to double those mission partners. So <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. So it's wonderful. Good. Well, that is wonderful to see how you guys have, have been growing in, in just three years. Wow. Just that amount of, of activity and, and connection that you guys have been able to make within three years that just pray that continues uh, to be a blessing for your community up there. So we hear, we heard about how you, you first got interested in Cuba. Obviously that's a passion of your, of your pastor. What's your, what's your pastor's name? His name is Ben Murray. Ben Murray. Okay, fantastic. Yes. Well, please, uh, please remember to pray for Ben as he as he endeavors to lead this church and to also form some missions to different parts of the world. What other what other places are you guys connected in the world from a mission standpoint? Initially, are giving you know to other places we support Illuminations. It's an organization committed to uh, translating the scripture into the remainder of the world's unknown, or I shouldn't say unknown uh, languages that do not currently have translations of the scripture. Hmm. And so we're involved with that. We support with our monthly giving Israel. We also hmm. support the work that's going on in Afghanistan and in Ukraine. Hmm. Uh, so those Absolutely. are those are things. And we're also planning an, another mission trip to Guatemala uh, in the summer. So Wonderful. that's kind of how we're involved. Fantastic. Well, that's great for for the for the time you guys have been uh, been going. That's amazing how you've uh, been connected. So yeah, we we definitely all of us are have hearts in for Ukraine right now as as they struggle there. So always always happy to hear about how God's using people in different parts of the world and and especially there right now. Sure. So. Yeah, because we, as we know, there's there's great need everywhere, and, and but God's got places for all of us. So I'm so thrilled that you were able to go recently on this trip to for Cuba. How did you how did you feel about that as you prepared? Did you have any any history with with Cuba? Did you know much about it before you went? No, sir. All I knew about Cuba was the beautiful old cars that constantly are seen in pictures depicting the beautiful culture and scenery in uh, Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just know what little you hear through news media outlets and that sort of thing. But in preparation for the trip, I really leaned heavily upon uh, Carlos Alamino. He gave me a lot of good advice preparing. And, and so in my experience doing missions trips, I have learned that it's good to have a plan. It's good to have an agenda. But ultimately God's agenda is going to prevail. And sometimes you just got to be fluid and you got to roll with it. Can't be uptight at things. If schedules get a little off, you just kind of got to kind of roll with it and understand that God's got a plan that he's working. And if we'll just be patient with him, we'll come back knowing that he did a tremendous thing in your life, you know, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's great. That is something that I do want to touch on real quick is that we do strive to really help people who have never been on a trip before really prepare for that. And we do give some some pointers as as Carlos provided for you some ideas about how to prepare for the trip mentally and physically and, and packing the right things. And, and so we do really try to, to do that for those of you that are considering going on a trip, we can provide some some things ahead of time that just help you prepare for those things. So that's great. Did you get to see any of the of the cars while you were down there? Absolutely, man. Even even better than that, we got to ride for about an hour in one as we were touring the city. So oh, nice. A 1957 Ford Fairlane convertible. It was a <laughs> beautiful car. and uh, Amazing. So, so it had been fully restored. It was really nice. Yes, sir. Oh, wonderful. That's great. So was there anything that surprised you about Cuba? You know, um, from having been on some trips, you know, you you begin to, especially when you see it, it's, it can be a little overwhelming when you uh, recognize the conditions that so many people in the rest of the world have to live in and mm-hmm. deal with on the day-to-day compared to what uh, we experience here in the United States. I wasn't really surprised by that because of previous trips and what have you, but the thing that did stand out to me differently about Cuba, if I can just kind of say this without taking too much time, in my opinion, there's a lot of trips. I think people need to go on missions trips. I think they need to spend the money and uh, do what it takes to go and see it. But not everybody is going to be a every year mission trip person or whatever like that. And sometimes in my experience, even promoting mission trips, I understand that often the best ministers are already in country. And so many times the money is better sent than it is spent on a trip. But where Cuba is different, because of the restrictions and because of how closed off from the rest of the world Cuba is, teams need to go because the help and the aid that I think is so important in Cuba, it has to be brought and you can't, you can't send it. You have to, you have to take it. And, and so that's really important. You know, when you think about two check bags full of medicine, you know, you're talking about a hundred pounds of medicine that a, a person can carry that otherwise it's not going to get down there. And so you need teams to go to Cuba to, to take things, to take supplies, to take medication, to take just basic things that we would run to Walmart or to the parts store or somewhere like that and pick it up uh, because their country has been so shut off. There's food shortages, there's milk shortages, there's shortages of medicine. Yeah. And, and, and to me, yeah, I've seen that poverty in other places, but, but in most other places, if in most other places, money can be sent to an individual that is in country and they can go to a store or to a place and purchase what's needed where in Cuba, it's just not available. And the only way to get it there is to take it. And that was something that really stood out to me. Another thing that really stood out to me was just the level of spiritual warfare Hmm. that is in the atmosphere. You know, the second most popular religion in Cuba, according to our tour guide, is what's called Santeria or Afro 
Cuban religion. And it's kind of a blend of African voodoo and saint worship and Catholicism. And, and the government is openly, you know, anti-Christian. And, and so there's a, there's a level of spiritual warfare that, that I didn't experience in Guatemala or I didn't experience in Ecuador just simply because of that level of antichrist attitude from the highest levels of government in Cuba. And, but the thing that also makes that, it, that atmosphere also makes the church that much more beautiful, though. I tell you, when we went to, to, to mention the spiritual warfare and the spiritual darkness, it's not to uh, diminish what the church is doing because Proclaim Cuba has this amazing network. And this was something that really, really stood out to me that I, I pray that I can communicate to Pastor Ben like I sense it in my heart. But I, I was looking at a picture of the map of Cuba that Pastor Carlos Alamino, Carlos's dad, has over his desk in his office. And on that map, he's got pinpointed everywhere that their ministry has been planting churches and doing events all over the country of Cuba. And the thing that was so beautiful about that to me is if I have ever seen an organization with the infrastructure to radically impact spiritually a nation, well, Proclaim Cuba has that set up. And to me, what they need is just more resources because the church is alive and thriving. There's just a wonderful atmosphere of worship and praise and power in the church. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm thrilled. I'm amazed by the commitment of the pastors and um, amazed by their level of just determination and, and the acceptance that there are struggles, but we're going to do it anyway, you know, and it just, exactly. it just blesses me. I was yeah. just thrilled about yeah. all of that that I saw. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, those are those are things that that do surprise you. I've had similar experiences along with both of those lines, and yeah, the the uh, the church network now in in Cuba is seventy three churches strong. We just added seven more this last year, and and obviously this this crisis of of COVID and just the economic issues they continue to face have have really drawn people to the Lord, and and so the growth that we've seen within the church communities and people coming to Christ um, has been really fantastic. And, and even with the lockdowns and everything, there were uh, over 700 people were baptized last year. And, and so we, we see that, as you said, that, that, that the church is, is doing uh, amazing, amazing work, necessary work uh, down there. Um, grateful that you got to see it. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled that you're able to, to share your story, both here and, and in your, in your community, in your uh, congregation. Hope you're able to, to use this to, to share with other people as well. So let's get personal here a little bit. How do you feel like God used you specifically on this on this trip? Do you feel like uh, you had opportunities to, to minister personally? Really, my hope as it relates to me and anything that maybe God could have done through my life, I hope that just going and meeting people and just starting some relationships uh, with individuals there, just bring a little bit of encouragement that, hey, there's more people that's praying for you, that's supporting you, that's thinking about you, that's planning ways to try and help and, and just come along beside of you and the work that you're doing. Because, um, you know, we go down there and, and, and in my 
experience. You know, we go down there and maybe we carry a little bit of some supplies of some sort that may be needed. But without fail, I always feel that I carry back with me more than I took when I went, you know, more than mm-hmm. I carried, uh, more than I took there. I feel like I bring more back in mm-hmm. encouragement, in determination, in joy, mm-hmm. and contentment. There's, there is uh, contentment that so often, you know, we just get caught up in stuff here in the United States and act like, you know, almost like we got to have this and got to have that, but nothing like a good mission trip reminds you of what really is essential. Perfect. And so if, if God used me to do anything, I hope that it was to just be encouragement. Did I see some video footage of, of you being able to, to go into a home and, and pray for somebody who looked like uh, that they may have been close to, to death? Did, did, was that an experience that you had to have? Yes, sir. We, we went into the home of there's a lady pastor. And this was, I think her daughter or daughter-in-law, I'm not sure, but she is uh, pregnant and she has been suffering with some sort of uh, sickness. I don't really know exactly what it was, but, but it was just because of the situation, the absence of medical care and all that, right. something that might really be relatively easily handled is a lot more serious. There was potential of her losing her baby i don't really know but we did take the opportunity to get to pray with her we i hope spoke a word of healing over her life i Hmm. i'm meaning to uh touch base with carlos just a little follow-up see if we can find out how she is because i do pray that that she is recovering and that that baby is going to be okay that's what we're praying for Right. But yes, I did get the opportunity to pray. Yes, sir. Good. Yeah, that's one of those things that I always want to touch on when I get the opportunity to hear stories like that is, you know, prayer is such a huge part of of everything that, that we, in every effort that we make to try to help the body of Christ in Cuba. And um, they have a powerful, powerful prayer ministry there. And uh, if you want to get connected to, uh, we have a prayer uh, letter that goes out every month with just the the real specific needs of, of the churches and, and what we can be praying for. So we do have that as an option in our contacts page. If you are interested in receiving that, please feel free to, to go to proclaimcuba.org and then go to our contact section and you can you can sign up to receive that that prayer list um, for your prayer team maybe at your church so as we move forward just kind of in time as you go forward now that you've been and i think every mission trip that you that we have where we spend a specific amount of time just in service to other people changes us so do you do you think you're any different today now that you've been to cuba than you were before and and how has that impacted kind of your worldview on some things I feel like that the experience has equipped me with some knowledge and a little bit better understanding of how, as a church, we can uh, partner in a greater way. Certainly, um, for me, what this trip has done is just kind of reminded me of the fact that there are there are so many people in this world that, you know, sometimes people think, well, I can't make a difference here or I can't make a difference there. But it's amazing to me how you can plug into missions and realize how a small thing can make such a huge difference. And so hopefully it's the awareness has helped me to be more conscious of people that make a difference in their life and uh, just connect with them. You know, I, I always like to, when I go, 
always like to get people's names. I like to, I like to take a snapshot of their mm-hmm. face in my mind and, and I love to think about them, go back and refresh their names in my mind because I do anticipate seeing them again, just like Pastor Hanoi and Pastor Aurora. I think about those people. I think about uh, just the kindness. And I think about Pastor Carlos and his precious wife, you know, extending to me treatment that I felt like was fit for a king. I truly didn't feel worthy of. Mm -hmm. Felt like that that was, I honestly felt like I was in the presence of heroes of the faith. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's wonderful to be impacted by that kind of love and honor, and it just Absolutely. kind of makes you want to makes you yeah. want to give that wherever mm-hmm. you go as well, you know. Right. Yeah. I think any time that we have the opera, I agree with you. I, I it it makes me smile just to hear you you talking about that because they they do heroes of the faith. I th- I think that's exactly right. When when you go down there and you you see the pastors and the leaders down there who who just work so diligently every single day and and that you get to come alongside them and just encourage and 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 be there just as a as a friend as another brother and sister in Christ. It's just it's uh um it's encouraging to you and and you do you are changed. There is no doubt about it. It, it changes you. So, so we'll, as we wrap this up, let me just ask one, one final question here. And I know you guys have been faithful in supporting us. And so first of all, thank you for that. We just, we really can't do what we do without supporters like yourself. And you guys have been incredibly generous to us. We thank you for that. We do want to just ask, you know, as, as you've been connected to us now, why do you, would you tell somebody else to support Proclaim Cuba. What what have you seen that that just says to other people? You know, I encourage you to support Proclaim Cuba, but you know, maybe even more importantly, I encourage you to go and serve. So, what would you say that about our organization that would would encourage you to to tell others to to connect with us or or to to just be a part of what we're doing? Well, immediately my attention first goes to to Carlos. He is a genuine servant of God. He, uh, he truly carries in his heart a mandate to uh, support the work of the Lord in Cuba. And I would say that Carlos is a man of integrity. He is sincere. I think that it's important to know that I'll say it like this. When I came back after spending that time with Carlos and his family and the other pastors and and seeing the work that Proclaim Cuba promotes and raises funds for and takes teams to support. I told our pastor, I said, I want you to understand that not one dime of the money that's sent to Proclaim Cuba is wasted. It is intentional and it is directed at the harvest. And, and so anyway, that's, that's the best way I know to do it is it's, it's a, it's a great organization. I appreciate Carlos's transparency. You know, it's just, you can trust him. And that's, that's a big deal. I know in this world, in this time, this day and age, you know, sometimes people are looking for somebody they honestly feel like they can trust and sincere. And I do believe that in the leadership of Proclaim Cuba, that's what you got. And, and praise the Lord for it. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. We do really try and strive to, to be good stewards of, of what's been given us. We recognize that, that the gifts that people give us are, are heartfelt and we want to make sure that, that we honor that where, wherever we go and whatever we do. 
And uh, that is very much the structure that we've put into place of accountability with, with resources that are brought into the country. And so we make sure we do that. And so we're, we're glad that, that we're partnering with you. We thank you for your trust. We thank you for just everything that God's going to do with our partnership. And uh, we look forward to, to having many, many people from City Hope join us on, on the field down in Cuba. It'll be, uh, it'll be wonderful to see what he does with that. Yes, sir. That's mm-hmm. right. Good. Well, Derek, thank you for your time. Thank you for your for your testimony and for again, you're just your support of us and and your time today. We we do recognize that time is a precious thing, so we thank you for being on the podcast and we pray that God God blesses this message and can be heard by others. Encourage them to go serve. I appreciate the privilege to be able to share because it it really is important. You know, the Bible says that we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and so that I think that there's power in sharing a testimony. God wants us to impact our circumstances and the lives of others through our experiences with him. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share that. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you for joining us on Mission Today. If you would like to know more about Proclaim Cuba or hear other stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Proclaim Cuba.